We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're talking late round best ball targets on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz. Very excited to close down our third week hosting this show with Curtis. We're going to talk about something we have not talked about at length yet, and that is just specifically an episode for best ball leagues, best ball drafts. We're going to be talking about some players that we think make for good targets later on in the draft. What's going on, Curtis? Man, I'm pumped. Another week uh, in the bag after this episode. It is exciting to talk best ball. Um, it, it's not something that I'm as known for. I really prefer to write about and speak about Dynasty, but I really love this format. Uh, Mike Beers and I like really forged our friendship years ago, uh, play, you know, playing 150, 200 uh, MFL 10s back in the day, if you remember uh, that format. And just really been talking about roster construction for a long time. Uh, back in my days at Pro Football Focus, I was really into like even the three-man best ball drafts yep. and you know wrote some uh, strategy articles on that that are still you know some of my favorite work that I've done. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk best ball and, and really talk about some of these uh, lesser-known names that could provide a little bit of value uh, at this early juncture. All right. I am going to start things off here. Uh, one of the players that I wanted to talk about is a name that I think might make some people's stomach turns. Nonetheless, though, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to talk about one Brashad Perriman who's being selected in round 25. I get 
This is not a very exciting name. But when we keep in mind that this is a guy you can get in the 25th round who I think could likely be the most targeted player in his wide receiver core, that's something not to scoff at. A little bit of perspective, and I'm not saying that Brashad Perriman is going to be Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones finished last year as the wide receiver 18 in PPR. We know Kenny Galladay is gone. We know Jones is gone. Amendola is gone. Galladay vacates 32 targets. Jones 115. Amendola 69. That's 216 targets up for grabs. Now, the Lions did bring in Tyrell Williams. They still have Quintez Cephas. Geronimo Allison is now on the team, right? There's some names. We know Hawkinson is there, but I actually expect that Williams and Perriman will lead the charge in targets. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Perriman in a full season gets to 100 and plus targets. Uh <laughs> He's posted, this is such a weak stat. You know you're reaching, but when you're in round 25, it's okay. He has posted one wide receiver, one game every season since 2018. So even if you got one of those weeks, which I think on that target uh, total is very possible, and I think you might even get some wide receiver two weeks in there dispersed with some wide receiver three weeks, that would be enough to justify that round 25 ADP. Now, when, when I talk about best ball leagues and I say I'm, I'm targeting somebody, that in no way means that I'm getting them on 75% of my teams. But this does mean that I could come up somewhere between 15 to 20% on Brashad Perriman. And I might even say that also Tyrell Williams, I will intermix in there. Uh, is this entirely ludicrous, Curtis? Feel free to push back on this if need be. It's, it's uh, I, I mean, it's hard <laughs> to push back on a round 25 dart throw, okay? And uh, to, yeah, to your point, uh, I'm looking in the Rotoviz NFL Stat Explorer, our weekly Stat Explorer, uh, one of my favorite just kind of quick reference tools if I'm just going to screen for what a player's done in recent seasons. I love seeing those green bars for Brashad Perriman. Uh, I see two ga- three games uh, over 24 points uh, over the last two seasons, just the last two seasons. I mean, if you were to get, if you were to get one game over 20 points, he's uh, uh, sure – assured to be uh you know in your starting lineup in that given week and i imagine he'd have a pretty outstanding win rate uh for 25 uh, 25th round draft pick if he starts at all for your team with that type of blow up we know he can score uh on the long throws who knows what detroit's going to look like it's literally a complete frankenstein experiment uh they're bringing in players from every corner of the map uh, and trying to create something new it feels like a probably an experiment that's going to go really bad. Um, <laughs> but if they're playing from behind, I mean, maybe Perriman gets a bunch of YOLO bombs from Jared Goff and he learns how to take the reins off. I, I mean, who knows? I, I'm not going to criticize it. If you get one start out of a 25th round pick, uh, you've done your job and he's shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can do it in, in, uh, in different offenses uh, over the last two seasons, uh, even 27 points uh, last year as a, as what a New York jet. I believe so. Uh, yep. Hey, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Uh, the Tyrell Williams thing is pretty interesting too. Kind of fits that Kenny Galladay archetype there. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think that's an, actually a pretty interesting pair of names for for later in your draft, Dave. Yeah, and I mean, you would think that um, one of the two should at least find some fantasy relevance, despite what we know about this Lions offense, despite what you might think about Jared Goff, but. 
that's enough on the Lions wide receivers. Why don't you throw one of the names that you picked out uh, for me when you were looking at uh, best ball drafts in that late round ADP? Yeah, I'll start. I'll go over to the running back position. And this is not necessarily a player that's shown us anything yet, um, but I'm playing the situation here. So the player is Darrington Evans uh, for the Tennessee Titans. So Derrick Henry, uh, I mean, he's been an absolute stud the last two years, but he's also touched the ball over 400 times in two straight seasons. And that's, you know, it's very rare to do that in two straight seasons and uh, three straight seasons. I'll take the under on that happening. Um, Evans was a day two pick last season. The Tennessee Titans have a new offensive coordinator who might be more interested uh, in changing the way that offense looks. Uh, the Titans could, you know, maybe not be as good this year. And Derrick Henry still, even in 2020, uh, did not get the receiving looks that we would want to see out of him. Perhaps Evans can carve out a role for himself, even in games where Henry is not injured or scripted out, those types of things. So it's it's just a situational play. Darrington Evans is like a huge like zero RB roster uh, construction like theory play for me this season, and it's it's really more just a fade on Henry being able to keep doing this year after year after year, especially when some things are changing around him. Um, uh, let me let me find his ADP. Why don't you go ahead and share what you think about Darrington Evans? Is this crazy? Uh, would you have liked to have seen something uh, from him before investing here? No, I think it's fine, and I don't think it's crazy at all. A little bit of perspective on him for people that might not know much about him because he did come out of Appalachian State, I believe. Uh, weighs about 200 pounds, a uh, little under six feet. Was fast, though. Had a 4-4-140, pulling that up now. Yep, uh, 70 inches, so 5'10", 203. It's a speed score of 107. Has the requisite athleticism. What we know, though, about certain teams is it doesn't really matter. Like once you get a backup in there with the player that you're taking in this ADP, the Titans are going to be able to support him to some degree. You know, if you're looking at what he could do in comparison to Henry, I think it's a stretch to say that it's a lock. He gets to 80 percent of Derrick Henry. But even if he comes in, gets some opportunity, gets to 60 percent of Derrick Henry at a player you're getting late in drafts. I'm perfectly fine with that. And then also, if I look at this team, um, as it's constituted now, it looks to me like it's pretty clear. Darrington Evans, and you can't always say this with backup running backs, but I do think it, it, in terms of guys that you could pinpoint as this guy's going to come in and be the replacement that gets the majority of work, I would say it's going to be Darrington Evans for Tennessee. So I am in no way opposed to it. And also, Blair Andrews, in a number of our drafts that we did last year together, he was making the case for us going after uh, Evans on the teams where we had like no running backs. And generally, when Blair starts recommending something to me, I follow suit with it. Yeah, there, there's there's worse ways to uh, come up with your your draft strategy than that. I mean, I'm looking in the FFPC ADP and exposure reports, one of our best ball tools. Darrington Evans is positional ADP RB78 right now rb78 with an adp of 294 overall so this is this is a free very high upside play we know the titans you know want to ground and pound and if, if henry were to go down i mean we're going to see if evans can live up to that third round draft capital uh from last season so at a price of free uh and an offense that has shown they will lean on running back yeah I, it's a it's a pick that i like this year he's he you know similar to your brashad perriman uh pick there Eventons is somebody that I would look to be at, you know, two and a half, maybe to three times, uh, you know, average ownership. Uh, so I, I'd be willing to go up to 24, 25% on a player like this, this late. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. 
Uh, so to keep things moving here, a guy that I'm really interested in late is Paris Campbell. Now, he's going in round 21 as wide receiver 67. There is not a lot that you can point to in his NFL career here. We saw him play his rookie season. Unfortunately, his uh, you know year last year came to a close pretty quickly. Played in two games. Did not do much in week two because he got hurt. But week one, nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards. Also got a rushing attempt sprinkled in. Now that does not scream. This is a player that you need to draft. But let's quickly revisit some of his profile because I think that he could really be, and this is what we were expecting when he was coming out of school, a player that gets used similar to the way that we saw Curtis Samuel get used last year for the Panthers. So Campbell, 98th percentile, 40-yard dash, 431 speed, uh, you know, a really good freak score, athletic across the board, more or less, 98th percentile broad, 91st percentile vertical jump, 95th percentile shuttle. The point being here is that he's a player, you give him opportunities to make plays, he can be a playmaker. You go into the Rotoviz box score scout, you enter in his draft pick of 59, his weight of 205, enter in his 40 time, you look at a list of comps. Who's the closest? Terry McLaurin. You see Curtis Samuel coming in uh, at his third. Other guys, Chris Conley, Martavis Bryant, Mikael Hardman, DK Metcalf, Miles Boykin, Bruce Ellington, I don't know, did I actually, I, I don't think I skipped over Curtis Samuel, but I mean, that is a really solid list of names. What I love most about this is you're seeing a player that when I think about ways Paris Campbell could be used. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Actually hits on that list. Also, athletic comps, we see Terry McLaurin making it in there as well. DJ Moore, Mike Wallace, Torrey Smith. Some exciting names on both just the purely athletic comps as well as the production comps from college. And we saw that last year it was looking like he could be a player that gets sprinkled in. Think what you want about Carson Wentz, but I do think that there's a role for him playing with T.Y. Hilton, playing with Michael Pittman to be a guy that the Colts do use on a team that should be in contention in a lot of games. I think it's going to make him relevant enough to justify that that round 21 ADP. And I actually feel pretty good about getting him there. So I actually might be close to 20, 25% on Campbell. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Well, I really liked uh, Paris Campbell as a prospect. I, 
given current ADP, I really don't like this pick much. And it's not because I don't like the player. I don't like the cold situation. I don't think they're going to be a high volume passing team. And we know that they like to get Naeem Hines uh, and hopefully Jonathan Taylor more involved uh, on those shorter depth of target throws. We also see that Carson Wentz might be busted. um, And T.Y. Hilton coming back was really the main death blow there. I, I would have liked to have seen him get out of the way for Paris Campbell to, to have a, a chance at, you know, larger volume. And the other problem here is I like a couple of the players in this round uh, who also have a lot of upside, but I've shown it before. So we, we see Russell Gage uh, in round 21. And we also see John Brown going over to Las Vegas, uh, presumably to, to uh, assume the Nelson Aguilar role, which was very impactful. Uh, very, very surprised year out of Nelson Aguilar last year. So I think I like both of those situations better in this round. Um, if Paris Campbell were to fall below uh, some of those guys, maybe a round or two to where we get past, like even Emmanuel Sanders being with Josh Allen this year, um, that's when I'd be really interested. If I'm choosing between Paris Campbell and like Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards, Josh Reynolds, like that group of players, uh, that's when I would be looking to pull the trigger. Yeah, perfectly fair. And, you know, it's funny, like, Russell Gage, I thought about John Brown, I thought about, but I made the case for my man Paris Campbell. A.J. Green, who's the other wide receiver in that round, I will not be making a case for. Um, I, I, I would be lying if I said that uh, your thoughts there don't make me question my, my support there of Campbell just a little <laughs> bit, but I'm still feeling <laughs> But I'm still feeling good. I'm still feeling good. All right, Curtis, what's another name that you had uh, identified that you want to talk about? I'm going to stick at the running back position for the second guy. And it's an, this is an older running back, um, older running back. One of the greater headshots uh, in the NFL with that beautiful, full and lush mustache. Giovanni Bernard, currently still a Cincinnati Bengal. Uh, man, what a season he had last year. Not maybe the way that we would want him to put it together with Joe Mixon being out of the picture, but four games over 20 points in PPR leagues. That alone is enough to kind of get me excited. Uh, he showed that he can still perform at a, a fantasy RB1 level when he gets the gets the chance to. He's also been rumored uh, as a, a potential trade target. Now, that could be the Bengals trying to get out from under uh, his cap number, uh, but it also could be that, you know, maybe there aren't quite as many uh, backs with the receiving acumen uh, in this class uh, that uh, NFL front offices are feeling great about, and maybe they, they like what they saw out of Bernard and, and what Adam says, he could even benefit from going a place that doesn't have a Mixon-type player, Mixon-level player in front of him. Now, speaking of his time filling in for Mixon last season in this new uh, Cincinnati offense, uh, Mixon's missed two-plus games in three of his four seasons as a pro, and we really only need Bernard to get one or two of those games to have a plus win rate, and he still catches enough balls that he can put together those nine- and ten-point games to help you limp through some of those heavy bye weeks on your squad. So... Uh, I, I like the 29-year-old Gio Bernard. Uh, it, does that feel too gross to you, or do you see some of the re, uh, the receiving game upside there still? No, I actually really like Bernard. And, uh, you know, I made my two picks, and I threw two back to you. I was hoping that uh, Bernard would slip to me <laughs> if, oh, good. if we view this good. as getting yeah. to talk about these guys as a draft. Yeah, no, I've always been a big fan of um, G. Bernard, Giovanni Bernard's. I think he's still got it. You know, actually, last year I was making the case that the Kansas City Chiefs should have just acquired Giovanni Bernard instead of using a first-round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I still think he's got some in the tank. And if, even if he stays with Cincinnati, I still think that we see him getting some level of usage. 
probably a game or two that Joe Mixon is, you know, uh, either unavailable or limited, and then Geo can easily justify the ADP there. Well, here's what I want to add. I want to add at the end of that. Yeah, well, I want to add one more thing on Geo. So last year, he had an ADP uh, outside the top 200, 208, okay? Um, he has a win rate of 10.9%. That's pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive. And if you play in a, in a cash style, top six payout style best ball format, uh, 57.7% in that format. So he goes out and he returns value last year uh, in, in a pretty big way. And now he's being drafted with an ADP of 287.9. He's even cheaper this year after showing what he could do last year. Uh, five, six, seven rounds cheaper in some cases, depending on your draft. So uh, you're not paying any level of premium. That's why he's still interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I think we have time for one more player. Who do you want to talk about? Manny Sanders or Jamison Crowder? Uh, I'll keep it quick on Manny Sanders, and then you give me something quick on Jamison Crowder because I think they're both great plays. Uh, right, Manny Sanders, I, I'm, I'm going to yep. bring him up here uh, because he's got three straight seasons with 20-plus fantasy points over expectation. He's done that with three different teams, three different, three-plus different quarterbacks, three different offensive schemes, uh, and now he goes to Buffalo to be Josh Allen's number two or number three option. I think this is this is like a potential smash uh, smash Manny Sanders situation. Really like him joining uh, that receiving core uh, with Josh Allen, and I'll be gobbling up uh, many many shares of Manny Sanders unless he gets too expensive. Yeah, that uh, that's a really nice pick. Lot of potential for him to severely outplay that ADP. Real quick thoughts on Jamison Crowder. In the context of this Jets offense now, presumably playing with the rookie, which won't necessarily scare me off. You look at this team, uh, Corey Davis is there now. There's Denzel Mims, Josh Doxson. I think that what we're going to see, uh, and this is a player crowd who took 69% of snaps out of the slot last year. Uh, so even with the rookie, I think he can get used in those short yard situations. Jamison Crowder last season, he was 18 in total touchdowns, 30 in Whopper, 16 in Racer, ranked 25th in points per game, also 25th in expected points per game, 31 in fantasy points over expectation per game. Uh, he was a wide receiver, won 33% of the time in 12 targets, excuse me, 12 games had 89 targets. So now there has been some turnover in the roster. Perriman is gone. Um, Braxton Berrios is gone. Corey Davis, probably better than those guys. Um, there's still, though, a fair amount of targets that left that they will be making up for. I expect Crowder could be the most targeted player. As a result of that, when I see him going this late, I think he just makes sense. Yeah, man. These are both guys that are outside the top 200 in FFPC best ball ADP right now. Uh, Jameson Crowder has is, is been on a losing streak, really dating back to January when draft started. Uh, started out as a top uh, 140 pick, now going outside the top 210. Manny Sanders, uh, ADP sitting right around the 240 range. So we're talking very late in drafts. Don't don't mind really even stacking these two players. If you had to pick one, let's let's make it actionable. If you had to pick one, Jameson Crowder around 210, Manny Sanders around 240. Who do you like? I'm taking Manny. Yeah, I'm taking Sanders too. And it goes back to just to the fact that the Bills, there are so much. Uh, there are so many more scenarios in which this team stays relevant 
and you don't need them to get in these situations where if they're falling behind and you try to get some garbage time points because in the context of Crowder's offense I don't know if garbage time works out for him the way that it might work out for receivers on other teams or in the confines of his team so I have to default to going Sanders there when we saw what John Brown was able to do with them um, it just feels like a really good spot for him Dave we agree we totally agree uh, everyone go get Manny Sanders at 240. All right, excellent. All right, Curtis, that takes us to the end of the third episode of week three. Leave the people with something to head into their weekend with on this Friday. Oh, man, uh, we, are, we are in April. We're nearing the NFL draft. I can feel it in my blood. Like, I can feel the carbonation starting to form, uh, the excitement bubbles just in my I can feel it Dave I can feel it the draft is in Cleveland it might be like a geography thing that I'm that close (laughs) I'm just down in Columbus do I want to drive up do I want to be part of it do I want to wear my mask I'm vaccinated do I want to get in on all that mix so I just want to watch it on my tv we got volume two of the rotoviz fantasy football rookie draft guide coming out pretty soon uh only a few more a few more pro days maybe all of them will have been completed by the time this episode airs Man, what is not to be excited about? This is like one of the best times of the football calendar year. That's the way I feel. And if you don't feel that way, uh, get on my level because you're not enjoying life enough. I think if they're not feeling that way, what they really need to do is sign up for one of these Rotoviz Best Ball Triflex Dynasty Leagues. And beyond that, they also need to try to win a shirt, right? They need to call up 978-615-9214. And I actually want to point out to people here, the level of um, or the percentage of people that actually call into context like this versus the number of people that listen is extremely small. So you have a very good chance of picking up that sweet Rotovis shirt again, 978-615-9214. We will be back with another three episodes next week. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at RotovizFFShow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.